0: became a raven
1: your art matters
2: it's
1: what got me welcome to the ravens a one tree hill podcast
2: i'm simon and i love one tree hill and i'm dom and i've seen 110 episodes of one tree hill
1: and tonight's episode for Debate is Season 6, Episode 4, A Bridge Over Troubled Water.
0: I'm Drew Raymore and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom
1: so hello and welcome to the ravens a one tree hill podcast where it's always ten thirty at night so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is season six episode four bridge over troubled water dom after a hiatus of sorts we are back we are here how are you
2: my friend I'm good. I'm fine, thank you. I'm glad to be back. We're finally recording again and talking to our wonderful ravens, which we love, and each other, which we love even more. How are you? I'm very
1: frustrated with the internet, with so many things in life, but I am also so happy to be here. We have to start by giving our apologies specifically to Lauren... Who is here who i'm about to intro but specifically we have to apologize because she's been so patient and so lovely we've had to postpone two weeks in a row and then even tonight we were late because my internet dropped out and now we're doing this through magic and fred and 4g and who knows if this is even recording i hope so but is happening lauren thank you for being so understanding but beyond that thank you for just being the best because not only that you're helping with all of the wayne cisco fiasco as a whole other thing i could moan about for a long time but you're here you're so dependable reliable loyal lovely thank you for being here how's it going
0: good thanks for having me um it's An absolute pleasure and i'm i'm glad i can be accommodating it's not a big deal so i'm here i got my dirty jokes they're always (laughs) ready to go so (laughs)
1: excellent (laughs) excellent well Um, i i feel like to to begin with i feel like i i owe people an explanation of my health i won't go into it too deep but i've got i was inundated with so many lovely messages Uh, on so many different platforms and it was really touching like emotionally touching that people cared um so thank you so much uh people are probably thinking simon you're ill all of the time this is true but i actually think it's from being a parent maybe and i think that that's just a thing that your kid or kids are just always in, like, soft play and at kids' parties and whatever. So they're always picking up them kid germs, and then you just get it, don't you? So I think as a parent, you just constantly have a cold. You're just constantly on, like, a four out of ten, right? Uh, but this was different. So my my wife got sick, proper sick, you know, like, throwing up sick, not nice. And then my son got sick, and he's only, like, two and a bit, and, like, proper, like projectile exorcist being sick um and there's some other symptoms and i thought oh well but i've seemed to manage to not get this like i am some sort of like superhero i'm kind of like bruce willis in uh what's that one where you can't get sick yeah i'm unbreakable And um, and i thought and so I'm, I'm i'm doing it so there it's uh it's friday night i'm eating mac and cheese i'm putting sriracha on the mac and cheese like you know spice it up it's not crazy spice but I'm um, it's raining sriracha on that mac right <laughs> after that i'm eating colin caterpillars which are basically like gummy worms for vegetarians from like fancy m&s over here I'm eating Doritos, I'm eating chocolate, I'm just eating all kinds of stuff, I'm staying up late, I'm watching Breaking Bad, I'm living my life, and I'm thinking I'm untouchable, nothing can break me, I'm the man, and then suddenly there's a rumble in my stomach. And I about two in the morning, I have to run to the bathroom and then I spend the next five hours being horribly sick, like so sick. And I can all I'm feeling is the sriracha going up my throat and like burning and all this horribleness and not to go into too much detail. But after I'd been sick as much as I could be sick, you know, when your stomach still is trying to be sick and there's nothing there uh, you're just getting all the horrible bile, and oh, all it's horrible, right? It finishes at about seven in the morning. Uh, my wife wakes up, and we basically swap positions, and I go back to bed, and then proceed to not be able to eat for about two or three days. Like I can't eat anything, and it starts progressively getting worse. Like I can't, like barely stand up. I lost fourteen pounds in like five days. And then we thought, okay, I started to feel a little bit better uh, for like a day and then just got really got worse again. But I was at least sort of being able to eat. But then I went jaundice and my eyes went yellow um, and some other horrible symptoms that I won't talk about, but were like alarming. Uh, And so then we coincidentally, we took my son to the hospital, not to the hospital, to the doctor to get him checked out and um, because he still had a couple of symptoms and the doctor actually was like, oh yeah, yeah, he'll be okay. But you have to go to the hospital right now, like to me, because of all of the jaundice and stuff. So I ended up having to go to A&E and they did all these blood tests and whatever. And it turned out that my liver was like, for lack of a better word, like effed. Um, and I think it was basically that I'd been so sick that by or something had got into my liver And so that was all bad and that was all very alarming. And then like my parents were panicking and my dad like drove down to the hospital and it was all very like all over the place. Um, And then two twos, a few days later, I sort of started getting back and it actually took me like a better part of a week to actually get back to 100 percent. So it was really horrible. And I think it's the first time really that I've been sick as like an adult, you know, like proper sick. Um, so it was quite scary, but took some time off from work, finished breaking bad. That was cool. Um, and now we're here. Everyone's healthy. Liver is fine. Uh, but mo- but most importantly, or most lovely, the loveliest thing out of it was that people were so lovely from our podcast community and sent so many lovely messages. So I really appreciate that. I did miss you all uh, and am happy to be back. So there we are.
2: Well, thank you for sharing. And, um, (laughs) what a horrible journey. (laughs) But I'd just like to say it is so nice that people reached out to you and messaged you and, and shared all that love and, you know, made sure that you were feeling okay and so on and so forth. And, you know, I like to think I did the same. I did my bit. I messaged you and, and what have you, but not one person messaged me. Nobody cared about what was going on in my life. Nobody cared that Dom didn't have anyone to talk to on a Wednesday night. Nobody, not one. You're all in the bad books with me.
1: A bit, but Dom, you actually messaged me saying, yeah, it's really sad about the podcast, but can't lie, really enjoying not having the post-pod hangover. So.
2: It's so true. Waking up on a Thursday and not feeling like shit was so good.
1: <laughs> well, Lauren, how have you, how have, oh, sorry, gum?
2: I was just going to say, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're better. That's the main thing.
1: Thank you. Thank you, well, Lauren. How have you been? More importantly,
0: good. Can't complain. I hope I don't get that illness because I I'm just, like I'm actually truly scared of vomit. It's like a true fear oh, of mine. My...
2: Wow. Like, yeah, popophobia. I haven't
0: thrown up. Since, I'm gonna knock on wood here. I've been throwing up since I was nine, and I'm wow. thirty-seven.
2: Is is that just a case of I'm gonna hold this in? It will not come out of me <laughs> that way. <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, there's definitely times where I felt like if I did throw up, I probably would feel better, especially like drinking and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I made it through my 21st birthday. I made it through plenty of drinking episodes without throwing up. Um, I even had food poisoning once, and then I had to fly right after that and on this like little plane. So it was just so much turbulence, and I, <laughs> I held it in. So but I feel like wow. the day that I actually do, like the floodgates are just going to open.
2: well you made it tougher stuff let's hope it stays in there (laughs) yeah
0: yeah so that's that's my fun fact is i haven't thrown up in you know 28 years
2: i'm just amazed like especially with the drinking because in the old days you'd go for what i can only describe as a tactical chunder, and you go and (laughs) find your way into a toilet or into you know a small cupboard out of the way and be sick to allow you to carry on. <laughs> yeah, you can rally. It's what we call it in the US. Nice. So.
1: <laughs> That's so true. There are so many times. To- oh, the room spinning. <sighs> I'm okay. Burger? Anyone want a burger? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I always Terrible. was taught?
0: When you're drunk and you're getting the spins, like in bed, you put one foot on the floor. I don't know if you've ever tried that or heard that.
2: Interesting. Oh. I mean, I don't really drink anymore, so... I probably won't. Simon, you drink all the time, so you can give this a go. Oh. You're, you're basically never sober.
1: Is that why? That's what the, really I've just worn my liver down, is what you're saying. Through you're my the George 30s. Best
2: of this podcast, my friends. <laughs> if you don't know who George Best is, use Google.
1: <laughs> the it's I Well, as it's been documented in this podcast, I got so drunk in Boston that time when I was... 30 I think uh, that I haven't drunk spirits since and so I only drink wine or beer and I will never get past that limit like it's you know but I mean we've been there we've all been there college those years yeah horrible terrible so self-inflicted you're not really having a good time either are you like as in you having a good time at the beginning it's just yeah silliness silliness but speaking of silliness and lauren this is uh you know i'm so grateful to you about this but this cisco jersey order has literally been hell like i'm not exaggerating when i oh have i lost you no no i think they're frozen oh my god my internet's back yes yes
2: Okay, really they bad. may not be able to hear me,
1: but I am going to move gonna over to my computer. Because he's not sure he's frozen. And they are
2: going to... Oh, yes! He's joined us twice. It's back.
1: He's back. Yeah. It's back. He's back! Yes, yeah. <laughs> It's back. We can see you twice. <laughs> okay. Well, I still can't hear them, but let's see, see if, if I, I can... Could... Now, now I'm on I'm here twice. Here twice. Uh, just hang up. Leave on Leave on there. <laughs> now I'm on here it's asking me if I want to reclaim the host. Do I?
2: I, I don't know what that's going to do to the recording. I I can't you hear you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm
1: keeping all of this in. <laughs> People need to know how podcasting is real. Oh, I think I can hear you now.
2: Can you hear us? Yes. The Yay. mega technical issues. I can still see your wonderful face in another blog. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah. Look how, yeah look I how can't see it's frozen. It's
0: not like you haven't left yet, though.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> like put put four, you put the 14 pounds back on in the space of the Zoom. <laughs> in that one bit. Look at yeah. him. <laughs> look at that guy. <laughs>
1: Who is that? <laughs> kind of looks homeless with this beard. I haven't, like, shaved.
2: Look at him. He hasn't had Invisalign. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. I miss him already.
0: <laughs> Simon 1.0.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait
1: should i stay as participant i better stay as participant right because otherwise it might mess up the
2: recording yeah i just don't know what it's going to do to the recording so yeah get
0: kicked out again
2: yeah exactly we'll lose lauren somehow it'll all go horribly wrong ah oh, this feels so much better <laughs> Yes. I know for all of us
1: <laughs> so you when looking at my fat head is that what you're saying Lauren
0: <laughs> it was the ang- it was the like the background it was throwing me off uh, yeah yeah
1: you know. yeah well wonderful okay so sorry I don't know where it got cut off there but the but this Cisco order has been hell I, like, I'm just gonna it literally through. put you in the hospital yeah yeah I should send them my medical bills
0: yeah mm-hmm
1: Fuck you, Wayne. It's not Wayne. I, I don't Wayne, care. Yeah. I'm blaming I, Wayne. I got him involved, and they were, and he was. Uh, I remember I've retired. And I don't give a fuck. You <laughs> leave someone dependable in place, or I'll find you. <laughs> right, Carolee. Is that how we've decided her name is pronounced? It's yeah, Carol with Lee on the end, with an E on the end. Carolee. Right. I'm just going to say, like, I'm not putting her on blast, but yeah, I am. I'm not going to leave a Google review or anything, but I doubt she's going to listen to this. Hell to deal with. Doesn't respond to emails. Doesn't give a shit. I actually at one point had to say, you know, this this order is for, like, near on eight grand.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> right? This is, this is something extra. None of the other orders have been this big at all and that is because half of it or less than half of it a third of it is for uh the my basketball team and so that might but that money had been like raised and funded for by charity so that is that has bolstered it but still the amount that we're ordering for the ravens is huge it's huge and uh, it's just been so hard so hard. And then the shipping, I started this in November. We're in March, March. And I must be, uh, anyway, she, we're finally here, but now they were trying to mess up all of the shipping. Um, so luckily, luckily Lauren has agreed again for all of this to be sent to her. So you've got, you've got thousands of dollars worth of merchandise being sent to you and then we're going to have to zoom like you know off the podcast and Dom's going to have to be there because I got into a whole I got into a whole confusion didn't I Dom
2: Yeah, a little bit you got a bit confused with the the money situation and the conversion rates but we went through it we went through it one by one and we worked out you know what was owed by by people still and and where you were missing missing out
1: Basically, people sent me the money and I was still like 200 pounds, not dollars, pounds short. Um, And it's because of the conversion rate. It's so annoying. Like if people send me it in dollars, then it goes to the exact amount. But some people were sending it in pounds. And when they send it in pounds, it's always short of what the actual amount is. And so it's only like $20 here or £20 here, £2018 here. But over so many people, it suddenly mounts up to being like a few hundred. It's fine, but we just we will work it out when it gets to the shipping and whatever. But it is a bit of a logistical nightmare. Um, it's like spreadsheeted out. But we're there now. We're finally there. And then I finally emailed her one more time because I was so panicked. I was like, "Carolee, I have to check." Though I've said it a million times. I didn't type that part. That you're gonna stitch the KS on the black jerseys, right? I I just had this fear that these dazzle cloth jerseys are gonna come and the KS wasn't gonna be on there, and I would literally be like, "Fuck it, I'm flying out. I'm (laughs) flying out. I'm going to tie her up, leave one hand free, and I'm gonna force her to hand stitch them on one by one herself." (laughs) The big stream. I realize that's now gone into some sort of crime. that's how passionately i feel about this
2: hey we'd all be with you i think you'd have the the hundred ravens or whatever it is you know there with you okay
0: and you know the criminal justice uh, system in the u.s is a joke so yeah. you probably you probably just spend a night in jail and be done with it
1: just be yeah
2: Probably not
1: even put, like that. <laughs> her, they'll probably understand. I'd explain about the K. It was for Keith Scott, and they'll be, like, oh, okay. They'll yeah. probably put her in jail for the miscellaneous. I'll show them the emails.
2: Put, put her in jail and give her a hefty fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Probably, here's a free gun for all your trouble. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Excellent.
1: Excellent. Lauren, how do you feel? Do you feel any pressure of all of this thousands of dollars worth of dazzle cloth arriving at your house?
0: Well, I mean, before you kind of mentioned the, how much money it is, I was not too worried, but now I'm really responsible. The only thing is going out of town next week for spring break, like Thursday through Sunday, I'll be back Monday. So I'm like, please don't show up on my doorstep those days I'm gone. But if it does, I can just, I have a friend who lives in my neighborhood. He can pick the stuff up and he's, he's an even more, uh, honest person than I am so
1: <laughs> well I mean the, ship uh,
0: these. by the way I'll just give you the address and <laughs> just pawn it yes. off on him
1: yeah I mean at the rate that they're moving in speed they should be out of production by probably spring 2025 so mm-hmm. we'll probably get them around that time like, I'll just bring them to I, Wilmington yeah yeah
2: that yeah, we'll have
1: them there <laughs> Well. We we do have it's been so long, but we do have two Raven shout outs that we must do. Wow. Um Wow. Yes. Yes. It's been it's been a minute. The first one is an upgrade. An upgrade. And Dom, this actually means that you're gonna need to to do something here because if somebody is now in the Hall of Fame then they're gonna need contacting for some scheduling, my friend. <laughs>
2: We know I don't do the contacting.
1: (laughs) Well, upgrading is a long time. A long time supporter moving up to that Hall of Fame bracket. That means jersey on the wall behind some glass bracket is Angela.
2: Ooh, Angela. Angela, this is really important. Your jersey's on on the wall there's a space for it we've marked it out already it's clear that you're going to be there you're up there with some of the greats you're up there with Lauren there's Magda, Simon's even up there there's LDG there's Tammy there's countless others more up there but your space is marked out do you know why that is Angela? do you know why? you just became a better raven yes a better Mm. raven that's a good one I haven't done this for a long time.
1: <laughs> we have one. We have one more. We have uh, a newbie, a new Whoa. person. Whoa, stepping in, stepping in at JV. You know they're 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 starting at the bottom, like Drake, and we'll see where they go. I have high hopes. High hopes. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right. Oh no. <laughs> Nikya. N-I-K-Y-A. Yeah, Nikya. Yeah. Nikya, we hope we're saying it. Tell us if we're saying it wrong, because it is important Please. to us that we get it right.
2: And we'll do the shout out for you um, again in, in the proper way of saying your name. But for now, for now, there's an opening in my lineup. Some things have moved around. Some people have gone up. Some people have gone down. Some people have even left. Some people have been left in gas stations and are not coming out of that gas station in one piece. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it, okay? I'm just saying it how it is. It's just what happens, okay? Nobody cares about the guy that owned the gas station, whatever his name was, Ray or whatever. He's still there on the floor, but Q gets a whole procession and funeral, but he's down there getting nothing. Just saying. There's openings now. There's space. There's openings at the
1: gas station.
2: Playing with a team of four. Because, you know, Q can't make it anymore. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Nikia. You just became a Raven.
1: I also just say that Nikia uh well you know, I always say that I message the new ravens when they join and no one ever messages back. And I don't know if like it's <laughs> because Baby. they hate me, they'd rather <laughs> you message them, Dom, or it's That's like not
2: happen either. <laughs> maybe that's it
1: they sign up to patreon that they're rolling the dice is dom gonna send me a message am i gonna be the one but they said um said that they love um just started listening to the podcast for the last few months we are their favorite podcast. Whoa. And they watched One Tree Hill for the first time last year and hasn't haven't had anyone to talk to about it. So this is an awesome out there. And they said they also love the movie episodes. Mm. I was like, yay, because, you know, we love doing those ones. So, yeah, there, you, there go.
2: you go. Well, welcome. Well, definitely let us know if we're getting your name wrong because you deserve much more than that, if we are. So, yeah, well, welcome aboard.
1: So, should we get down to some business? This I is think a big I've had said
2: what I had to say about this episode, to be honest. You know, I know the funeral was in the last one, but I'm still upset. Haley drives past the gas station. She sees the image of Q there. Nobody's talking about the owner. I think it was Ray. I'm not really sure. His name was on the, on the sign. Actually,
0: I looked that up yesterday, and...
2: It's probably not. It Ray. actually exists. Oh, does it?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Well, what was it called? Oh gosh. Ray's too simple, I thought. Let's see. Roy. Roy. Roy's Roy. big tackle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, wow. you look it up on Yelp and
1: Oh, so it's actually it was the same sign, same everything.
0: Um let me see the picture on Google Maps.
2: It's another filming location we might have to go to. Yeah. I, anyway, no one gives a you. shit about Roy, and that upsets me.
0: I'm uh, just saying
2: that. Yeah, I mean, it's slime
0: like it was upgraded, but everything else looks the same.
2: Nice. What would be great is if know. all the images of Q just behind him, it's just Roy. Like, hello. <laughs> that would make me happy. Chuck, make that happen. I want to see Roy behind Q in all the images all the, it, of him appearing as like a whatever facsimile ghost. I don't know what, what the word is.
1: If we're asking Chuck to do things, I also have a request of you, Chuck, <laughs> which is there's a point where Lucas is talking to Q's little brother, whose name is
2: Andre. Andre.
1: Yes, Andre, Dre, yes. And um, he's sort of making... that They're talking about, can I be a raven one day? Oh, come see me in like 10 years. And then q's mum says to lucas oh you're recruiting early and lucas goes eh, 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 so oh. it sort of does this eh, 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 like this little thing and it reminds me of in billy madison where, where uh they're making fun of the antagonist who makes that kind of like ferret sort of laugh and I I have to feel like Chuck is a Billy Madison fan or has at least seen it enough to know that reference. I feel pretty good at putting money on that. So I'd like that side by side, please, Chuck.
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: He is the Photoshop king.
2: He makes he this shit happen. These yeah. scary videos appear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I still well, like the uh, sex hat stuff he he made. Nathan. sex hat.
1: Oh, that... Perfect. So good. All it of so good. good. Yeah. This this is all Discord stuff, people. If you're if you're on the Patreon and you're not on the Discord, you are missing out. And apparently people I don't know because I started the Discord, so I don't, you know, I didn't join, but I think I've been told that when you join, you still get the whole history of the Discord. Like you can scroll back. Which which is pretty cool, because, you know, on WhatsApp... I I, I don't think... I don't know if WhatsApp is as popular in America as it is here. Is it popular there, Lauren?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like people don't really even text here. It's like all WhatsApp. Mm. Right, Dom? Pretty much. Yeah,
2: pretty much, yeah.
1: But if you join a WhatsApp group, you can't... You don't see the history. But in the Discord, I think you do. So it's like, join it now, and you can just... Scroll back for like a year and a half or however long we've had it, <laughs> and read all the nonsense in there. But Chuck does wonderful work in the Discord. So much good stuff. A so true much. artist. <laughs> well, speaking of art and the art of this episode, which I think just to sort of put it out there is and sit, put a seed in the in the soil. I think this is a pretty good episode. I think season six mm-hmm. is shaping up pretty well, especially in comparison to season five. Dom, we have a request actually for that about, to he's already shaking his head. I, I saw it? it some sort of work,
2: some sort of effort? I saw have it. you yeah. to put in, yeah, in yeah. to the podcast? I saw it. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. No reaction. The, I want no the average ratings, don't they, to, to season five and to see how that went and...
1: Well, just all of the, can I, can I send you or will you send me one of the two, the ratings? Because I've got the first four seasons and you've got like half of five and se- I want to amalgamate them together in the format that I had originated Okay. and then give it back to you for you to fill in.
2: No, so, <laughs> wait, so I've got to send you stuff for you to send it back to me. Why don't yeah. you just send it to me and I'll just do the rest?
1: Because I don't trust you. What do you mean? I don't trust you to do it in the format that I want. Well, I what's the format that it. you want? I think want. you'll do it in the format that you want.
2: I'll do. It. You just send me the document and I'll just continue it. I'm not going to renew okay. it. Okay, you promise? Gosh, I promise. A Ravens promise.
1: Oh, that's new. How do we? How do we like <laughs> shake on a Raven? I like that? How do we? <laughs> <best>. No, don't. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. You, I get it. Kind
1: of oh. yeah they in season yeah. one, Lucas does so they, okay, so for people can't see, you're hmm. putting your thumbs, you're sort of doing a how do you explain butterfly, this?
2: Yeah. kind of like a
1: butterfly, yeah, okay, and then you say,
0: ca-caw, 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 ca-caw. Ca-ca- Ra-
1: raven's promise. Yeah, we don't need to say raven's promise that is the promise it's implied just, you're, not, you're mm, giving su- are you giving a subtitle
2: No I'm just making it making it clear to everyone that that's what that is and means that is a okay. raven's promise that's un- it's unbreakable but,
1: Okay so that is if someone's it, raven promised there's no it, forfeiting.
2: Yeah basically if they, if there's there's no it's 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 hard to come back from. I think I think there's at least one chance, but there's a lot of jumping through hoops, and we get to rip off the Keith Scott from the the KS from your uh, dazzle cloth jersey if you've broken that promise. We'll tear that off and be like Keith would be ashamed, and then we just walk away until okay. you know we figure out an appropriate way back. Okay. Yeah,
1: I like that. So if we were to replay that, so if we now that we've got that established, uh do you promise you'll do it in the format that I want it to be done?
0: Oh, caca. Caca. Caca, caca.
1: Easy. Fine. Well it's done now.
0: And when you bring someone new on and they and you wanna swear them secrecy about not spoiling Dom, there you go. The caca.
2: Look at yeah. that. See, yeah. Lauren's just there. She just knows.
0: Fire in all oh. cylinders. Yeah,
2: <laughs> glad someone is today.
1: <laughs> you say this now, and then you're going to spill, accidentally spill some red wine in the top of the dazzle cloth box, and it's just gonna.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could
1: you imagine?
0: I'm gonna yeah. like get in like a whole like clean room suit. Like we, you know, I, at work I'm a chemist. We have a clean room, and I will actually handle the jerseys in that room.
2: Like that's, that. That's perfect. Yeah.
0: Like scrub <laughs> up, they have a hairnet, little booties, a whole suit, gloves. I will I will handle them that way. thank you guys. Yeah.
2: <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I nice. I I'll be honest, I'm not fussy, mine's going in a drawer <laughs> with the rest.
1: <laughs> Dom's never even felt dazzle cloth on his bare chest. Mm. And that makes me sad. Nah would you, even, would you even sleep in it, Dom? Just one no. time? No. Will you wear it for the finale when we watch the finale? I'll consider it.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> but in a way. <laughs> oh, dear. You didn't Wait. comment on the hoodie today. You didn't shout or berate at me. For, normally you go, what hoodie you got on? What hoodie you got on? And I've got the... I've only worn this once. I was telling Lauren when you disappeared... That I've only worn this once and Chad Michael Murray saw it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I thought I'd, I thought I'd show you. Well, this I'm
1: not berating you because you're wearing approved Ravens merchandise. Merch. <laughs> it's
0: like his work uniform. Yeah. This is his
1: yeah. uniform now. You showed up in your work uniform. <laughs> so that's acceptable. Take it out of your first paycheck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Appropriate attire.
1: I, I had this thought earlier. I don't know how you would feel, Dom, because you'd be you'd have be committing to it. And I don't know how you what your opinion would be, Lauren, as as a member of our community. But I was thinking that I watched our watch along to watch the um episode back. And for the first time ever, because F was not was in a different room, I beamed it to the T V, which was crazy because There was you, Dom, and me, and Kat was there, and Tammy. It was like watching the episode. It was really cool. I wonder if other people... I'm sure other people probably do that if they watch the watch-along. But it made me sad. It makes me sad that we have a watch-along video for every episode from, I think, it's like season two, episode five or something. Oh, he's already making a squint face. (laughs) I'm sad that we don't have watch-along videos for season one or a complete set. So, Dom, firstly, take your hand off of your face, please.
2: I I knew this would come one day. I knew this would happen one day. I've never mentioned this because I knew this would happen. And I thought it would be a raven that would let me down and mention this at some point in the Discord and be like, hey, do you know what's missing is like season one and a bit of watch-alongs, and I'd be like, hmm, okay, we need to get, get rid of that person. But it turns out that person is you. The one
1: person wow. you can't get rid of.
2: The one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> well, what if, when we finish season nine, we finish the finale and everything, we're going to rewatch the pilot anyway and podcast that. That's always been agreed. But what if, before we start lost or whatever we're going to do next it's definitely lost but what if we do like 20 well there's probably i'm guessing i can't remember exactly i'm guessing there's 24 episodes in season one and maybe like four or five episodes say let's just call it 30 what if we do 30 weeks where we do 30 movies on the podcast like a movie a week because you love doing movies, right? We do thirty films, but after we we record the podcast like normal, but after we then just watch an episode of One Tree Hill with the community and record it and just put the watch along out, but we're just podcasting movies that you and I will just watch in our own time and then podcast about. So then we'll do loads of films and then we'll get on to Lost.
2: Or I have counter proposal. Okay. We do three marathon watch-alongs of season one and whatever we haven't done of season two, and we we just we just go through it. We just get through it.
1: Or like seven, like ten episodes, like like, like a whole like, day,
2: like in a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just we just blitz through it. It's not that's like seven hours worth of material, isn't it? Surely, easy.
1: I mean, I'm down. I think that's quite cool.
2: So we just plan a day like you and me anyone else who can join and we just we just watch to a, to a certain point and just we just get it done.
1: Can we can we, we drink can we drink wine and beer and stuff and pizza. Yes. yes. Okay. We How can do that it at my sound? new house when when I've moved.
2: There you go. Which will okay. be in November at this rate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Lauren, what do you which which idea did you like? best better
0: well I feel like if you know we're people are, people want to see these watch aligns because they want to see Dom's reaction but if he's watching this and he's already seen it his, he's not going to have the same you're not going to capture that that first reaction right of him watching it so that's true I feel like
1: so you're saying he you don't give a shit
2: yeah <laughs> yes Lauren this is why you're the best <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I'm interested. People comment or let us know if you care or not. I think part, the reason I care is just it feels incomplete. It feels like we haven't got the full set of the watch alongs.
2: Wait, but, we need yeah. to, we need to incentivize this a little bit, don't we? So, like, we'll do it. We'll do whatever version people prefer and you can put a vote out or whatever. I don't care. We'll do it. Oh, we'll do whatever, care. whatever people prefer. But, we need the the ratings and the reviews, so we like okay. so as well as you have your say and your choice of which which one we're gonna do. We need a a rating or a review to go along with it. So by the time we get to it, by the time we get to the end of season nine, we need like an additional however many reviews based on what we've got now. Okay, and then we'll Maybe. go yes, okay, well.
1: Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I, I think I, I also I like the idea of doing like 30 movies, though, Like cause it'd be nice to have like get back to doing films and like be do a volume of them, like one a week would be really cool Uh and then get into another show. But I also like your idea of marathoning them as well. Like that's also fun. Yeah, I
2: mean, right. I've managed to watch eight and a bit seasons of The Walking Dead since we last podcasted. So I'm sure we can absolutely smash out one tree. One That's season and one tree.
1: How long has it been? Two weeks? Three
2: weeks? It's two and a half weeks. Wow. Wow. <gasps> I've been so busy as well. <laughs> what seasons? Uh, I've watched seasons one to eight, inclusive. I've watched all of seasons one and eight, one to eight, and I'm on season nine at the moment.
1: I think it gets unwatchable. I gave up we both gave up at the same point, didn't we? Previously.
2: Yeah, I decided that I I kinda of wanna know what happens towards the end. So I thought the best way to do that would be to start again. Um and and work my way through it. There's some really good episodes. There's some really shit ones as well. Um so yeah, so I'm on season nine now.
1: I have, that's crazy. It's not surprising. Have you guys seen The Last of Us? No. Mm-mm. It is crazy. it's like, so good. You have to watch it. I. I don't. It's on HBO in America, and here I've been watching it on Sky. But yeah, have on, you always?
2: It'll be on Now TV and stuff like that. So. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Do you have Now TV? Maybe.
1: He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry. I, well, go I, legit. Recommend, I would recommend. I'd recommend. I'd recommend it though. It's uh, there's only eight episodes out so far. There's one more to come out next week, and then that's it. I think it's really. It's like it's like a Walking Dead type situation, but different and cool. Do you reckon, do you
2: reckon I can finish it before you do?
1: What? Well, there's only one episode to watch, and it comes out on Monday. So it's more. Can you watch eight episodes before Monday? But some of the episodes are like an hour and a half
2: you say that like that's a challenge yeah that's not even a thing that's that's a sunday done easy although this sunday you got football so saturday easy <laughs> you,
1: should, you should watch it i you'd really like it i think yeah i'll um, give Andrew, it a go lauren, i think
2: yeah eventually. eventually maybe not this week sure <laughs>
1: okay. right let's talk about it let's talk about it let's talk about it let's talk about this episode lauren where who do you want to talk about where do you want to go what are we doing
0: all right, we are going to start with Deb, because Deb looks hot this episode.
1: It's a fact. The red, dress, the red dress at the end? Yeah. Come on, mm-hmm. come That's on. That's
0: exactly what I was thinking of, yeah.
1: Cheeky little
2: number, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> that was the moment where Nathan said, okay, it's okay. Like, I just, you can do it, I just don't want to see it. And then she immediately walks up to skills and like kisses him or whatever. He literally just said, like, give him a minute to leave at least. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Let's talk about, let's talk about Deb. Tell us about Deb, Lauren.
0: Um, so I think it, the first scene with her is when she's in the kitchen with Nathan and he's basically giving her the cold shoulder and, uh, you know, he says he didn't appreciate being, being told that while he was at a funeral he said you got to pack your bags and move out and you're not the nanny anymore i i i can't handle this um so he oh, hopefully i didn't freeze did i freeze
2: you, you did you did a bit but with your back, you're back.
0: You're back. <laughs> while i'm like making i don't know what kind of hand motion i'm making but um thank god it's an audio platform um yes yeah, so he has her, her, her suitcases all ready to go um. Yeah, and then she, uh, I think she goes to Skills' apartment and breaks up with him. Um, even though he's being so supportive and kind and such a good boyfriend, you know, you're kind of seeing the side of him where he's not so like raunchy and dirty and a player. Um, but she breaks up with him and then she's at the park with uh she took um Jamie to the park and nanny Carey kind of strolls up and you know just starts making chit chat with her and they start talking about nannies and how they're underappreciated and you know how she would do anything to be around um what was it around her son i think she was saying um you know, and and one thing I actually did have written down about this scene was when Nanny, uh, Nanny, when Carrie, Nanny Carrie, kind of starts talking about, uh, you know, nannies are underappreciated and all this and that. Like you kind of get this, like Deb has this look, like she thinks something's off, but I think. What she ends up like, she's just thinking more kind of about her situation, and I thought, oh, she's gonna like catch on. This is you know the the creepy nanny, and she didn't. But I, I, did you guys get that impression for that scene that maybe she was like catching on to like something doesn't seem right?
2: Well, she was she was already kind of in a bit of a weird place because I, I think she actually went to part without Jamie. Because otherwise Jamie would have recognized Carrie. So when she goes, she's, she's sitting on the bench and Carrie says, which one's yours? And she's like, Oh, none of them. And she's just kind of sitting there pondering and contemplating her life at the moment because she's been kicked out. She likes skills. She doesn't know what to, doesn't know what to do. She doesn't, you know, want to upset Nathan and so on and, and so forth. Like you explained beautifully. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a slight edge to her, like sitting on the bench where she's like, why is this person talking to me? This is a bit weirder, but she, I think she just feels a bit lost. So she doesn't hasn't quite picked up on the weird Nanny Carrie vibe yet, I don't think. But, yeah, if Jamie was there, he would have gone, that's Nanny Carrie, and it would have been a whole... I didn't
0: even they would have been it.
2: pulling out the gun and shooting her one, you know, because we know she's packing heat. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What are you thinking, Simon?
1: Yeah, it was... It's just is it interesting because I don't think it was the first time that they've ever been in a scene together, right? Cause, I mean, that was the whole point—is that they they don't know each other, right? I'm just trying to think—they they well, didn't mess thinking. that like, is she at up, the right? Wedding? Right. Get, is she...
0: So that was Lu- Lucas's wedding.
1: It was yeah, there, Lucas, Lucas and Lindsay. But even if she was, it would have been beyond like Nanny Carrie, Carrie went in and out without anyone seeing her. Mm -hmm. But I think that, that Deb returned later because her return was, we've got a new nanny and it's Deb. And that was like her, her return. So I think, I think it's a clever device of, to get us as an audience to be, Ooh, they're together. No, it's crazy. And yeah, I really, I mean, it's all, out there and a bit crazy isn't it the whole nanny Carey stuff but i i enjoy the humor in it particularly how she was humorous in this episode like you know hey chester you know been a minute you know that sort of stuff is is funny and her like critiquing the dust on on the the side of the like chester drawers or whatever it's like they're they know what they're doing they're not they're not playing it serious you know this sort of pitch that how it should be is kind of tongue-in-cheek and and so I like that I, I think this episode really blended well together some of that stuff the seriousness of everything that was happening with the basketball game and Q and Q's mom and I got it out of nowhere got me like I I had tears in my eyes watching it And I think it's the like, particularly when the players come out at the end of the game and everyone stood there clapping and everything. Dom, we know you've got no soul, Um, so it did nothing to you. If anything, you laughed and spat at the screen because that is the kind of horrendous human being you are. But that's okay. We still love you somehow. We really have to try. Really have to. But I thought this episode blended it. It was a really good mix. Is that? Is that how you felt did Did you feel like that Lauren? Did you think this was a bit of a kind of a classic later one Tree Hill episode?
0: Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite episodes, and that's obviously why I came on. um I really like the the Chris Cornell song at the end. that's my absolute favorite um and a lot of those scenes at the end are really good, but um. Yeah, it was never really my favorite for those reasons you just mentioned. But now that I think about it, it's, it, yeah, everything was blended together. There wasn't anything that was kind of, like, jumping the shark, right? They kind of start making things a little ridiculous. But um, I I didn't feel like that in this episode. The only thing I didn't really care for was the Peyton-Mick. I thought that whole, like, interaction was kind of, Cheesy, like her lines just seem really cheesy to him, so that's the only thing I, I really didn't care for. Was that
1: they'd certainly give her some like clunky stuff to say, mm-hmm. uh, particularly yeah. like when she's inviting him to lunch, you know, and or like things where she's saying. You know, well, I, I have a, I have a recording studio and I have this. And, oh, and even the things he was having to say, you know, old, old habits. When I see, you know, an empty studio and a guitar, I just have to pick it up and do this, that. And the other. it's all a bit just... I, I, I try to imagine if it was Dom's music studio and he opened the door and saw someone that had just come in and started recording. Dom's initial reaction would be, what, Dom?
2: get the fuck out
1: <laughs> you are trespassing you are here without my permission did you waste some what do they even use what do they use to record hard drive space <laughs> like i tape. will
2: charge you for that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i like uh, she appears in the booth bit doesn't she so like whether the sound engineer is or whoever's con- you know controlling the controls that guy that she's apparently hired um on um what's her face brooks dime um and she just sort of goes oh is that who i think it is and then just sort of storms through and if he was recording he'd be like well either you're gonna let me record and you're gonna piss off and keep the door shut or i have the balls to to kick him out one of the two but his Their interactions were like pretty dreadful throughout the whole episode. And his lines were shocking and his delivery was was shocking. It was like they didn't really know what to write for him. So they just kind of said, just say whatever you think is right at the moment. And that's what they kind of went for. This geezer is obviously her dad. 100% 100% it's going to be like oh this is my birth father wonderful you know and it will come out or whatever especially with the line near the end where it was like oh did you know my dad and she was and he was like um I don't think anybody really knew him or whatever and it's like oh what a load of old crap it's you it's got to be it's got if it but, isn't but, if it isn't I will fly to somewhere and do something to someone
1: you might as well do it to Carolee from Cisco. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm already... Come on, come with me on the flight. There will be yeah. someone to talk to. It'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, the... But is that not just too obvious that therefore it could be a misdirect?
2: No. 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 You're not getting me with this now. I you're actually can't... I can't you're trying, to, remember. you're trying to throw me... You're trying to throw me... <laughs> this guy's got to be her dad. There's There's no way that he couldn't be... Where's Larry? Could
0: be Jimmy Edward's dad. <gasps> I never saw him.
2: Thanks.
1: Imagine. It could be Brooks well,
0: Actually he says that she uh, that he left. No, did he? I don't know.
2: We've never met Whose Brooks. Phone is that? <laughs> it's her dad. It's her it's her birth father. He knows Ellie. He knows like Lots about her. We've obviously been looking into her and this, that and the other. Ellie dropped him a text. I sent him a letter before she died and it was like, by the way, I found her. Here she is. Off you go. Simon, you covered your head there. Like, what's he going to say? I'm not going to say anything horrible. <laughs> that was all I was going to get to.
1: I think I was... You were bracing.
2: You were bracing for impact.
1: (laughs) I think. I think I was remembering something you said recently, but I think it was just to me privately. Oh gosh, (laughs) about Peyton and her parents lack thereof. And
2: (laughs) I think I said it on a watch along. Did you say
1: on a watch along? Yeah, I think so. You said something about. What did you say? I can't remember something horrible.
2: Maybe she's killing them.
1: No, he didn't say that. But, okay. Okay, well, sorry, let's let's go back to Deb, so... Please. (laughs) We covered
0: half the cast.
1: (laughs) we, We said on the last episode, or I said, and I think you agreed, Dom, but correct me if I'm wrong, that we said that Antoine, we love him, but perhaps, perhaps, he's not that great at the more serious scenes or at these more dramatic scenes and where actually I thought he was good at the end of the episode with Nathan. Uh, I thought that was a really good scene and played really well. I don't think he was very good with Barbara in mm. their scenes. And I think, I don't know whether it's like that romantic uh ingredient doesn't it just i don't know it just it it just didn't feel very natural but it did feel good at the end with nathan i don't know is that just me lauren any thoughts
0: i guess i'm trying to distinguish between like do you feel like it's bad acting or do you feel like that's just out of character for his character
1: I mean I guess it's it's a good question and I guess because essentially he's kind of playing a version of himself right like he's said uh openly that he was kind of he was given the lines and then he would just kind of make his own version of it and was kind of playing himself that maybe it's a bit of both um that this isn't maybe a natural situation for him um I don't know to it to be in that situation, and also the acting's just not very good. i don't know, or maybe it's meant to be awkward like that. I mean, how did you find it?
0: Well, so I actually like this scene with him and Deb, and he's actually my favorite character um for both that scene with Deb and then the scene with Nathan. The scene with Nathan is awkward, but I think it works because you think about, like, you know, if you kind of have a fight with a friend, and I assume this is more common with guys because they don't sometimes they just kind of try to move on. And, like, by them, you know, offering to, in this case, help him with basketball, it's that's kind of his way of apologizing and I'll probably just never speak of it again. So that awkwardness felt right because that's, I felt like, I mean, maybe you guys can speak to that. Like you've had situations where you kind of moved on and just, okay, we're just going to go on like things didn't happen, but it's, you know, when you first approach them, it's always awkward. Um, so I thought it worked in that case, but yeah, I didn't really get awkward vibes on the, on the depth, on the depth um, scene.
1: What, what did you think Dom?
2: Well, skills and I think Antoine in general isn't the sort of person or the sort of actor that is a you know wears his heart on his sleeve kind of performer. You know, whereas you can tell with like Lucas as a character and Chad Michael Murray, they're 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 kind of there. They're quite happy to pour out their feelings and and make it known. So I I, I think a lot of the awkwardness of maybe Antoine not being necessarily that comfortable with it comes through, and it makes skills. Actually seem that way because I, I think that's probably more, let's say, true to life, um, for kind of what we want, uh, in the episode. So I, 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 I agree. I think that the scene with Nathan at the end is, is fantastic. And that's his way of apologizing and saying, you know, we, we got to be there for each other. We got to support each other. You know, Q was helping you. I'm going to help you. And I want to help you get back to, you know, being the, the all-style kind of player that you, that you are and that you can be. And those weird, awkward moments, because even when Jamie says, like, hey, grandpa, and walks off, (laughs) that that awkwardness for him is still there. He doesn't know how to really respond to Nathan. He doesn't want to, like, laugh or react to it because it's like, this is an awkward situation. I don't like it. And I'm not used to handling this Um, because he he is just like a kind of more of a free spirit, does what he wants to do, kind of lives by having a laugh, lives with this. Two or three silly mates that, you know, have water fights every now and then. And then all of a sudden he's being an adult. And it's just something that we're really not used to. So, um, yeah, he's had to grow up very quickly in the last sort of few episodes, shall we say, because he's in a relationship that's gone from being a bit of saucy fun to shit's <laughs> got real. So, you know, and he's, I didn't like his scene with Hayley when he was telling her like how he feels and stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't particularly enjoy that. Um, but I thought he got, Better
1: towards the end of the episode. Yeah, I think that's oh, fair. Yeah. I, I think I think definitely the Nathan scene really good. I just think yeah. some of the Deb scenes, I, I just it doesn't feel like it's in his repertoire. Like you said, mm. Dom. Put, put, like I feel like if that was, if it was Chad or James or, I like even uh, like Lee or something like they're like then that would be humorous in a different way but they're the emotional play of it would be different
2: they're they're better being vulnerable aren't they and he's he's right that's yes
1: that's basically that is what it is is yeah that vulnerability maybe oh yeah i don't know because he played a good vulnerability when they're in season four on top of the school and if he doesn't get into college he's got to go and work in the factory I don't, I don't know, and I like the idea of skills and Deb together. Like, I think it's a a fun, a fun concept and a fun storyline. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll see, we'll see where it goes.
0: Um, but there's but, the difference yeah. between being vulnerable with a friend, which was with Haley on the rooftop, right, in season four, and being vulnerable with a romantic partner, which is what happened in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah. Exactly. Nice. I
0: don't know. Like I'm getting like a lot of circular thinking with this. Like <laughs> because yeah, he does. Yeah, he's always said he's he kind of plays some plays skills as himself. So yeah, like is it awkward? Yes, but is it expected? Unexpected? No. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting topic for debate, and that's Indeed. what we do here. That's what we do here. <laughs> These are well, hard
0: stories people are tuning in for.
1: Yeah, Debates
0: they yearn for.
1: <laughs> and Dom's predictions, which is what for Deb and Skills.
2: Well, I, you know, I think I thought it was off. Uh, I thought I thought it was going to come to an end because uh, I wasn't sure that he would be mature enough. But they seem to really like each other. I think they're they're you know very close to um expressing more to one another. So yeah, um I think it's it's gonna continue for a little bit longer. But I again I I don't know if I see longevity in, in their relationship. It, if their relationship is gonna continue, then I don't know if they're gonna be niners. Uh that's that would be my theory is that they'll go off to be together somewhere. Okay. Well, but if, if it if it does end then they'll stay in it for longer. Okay. We will
1: see. Can we can we rant about
2: Brooke? <laughs> Which bit about Brooke did you hate today? <laughs> so much.
1: So much. I can can I be unleashed? Please. I mean, the voice croakiness issue was at maybe the worst it has ever been in this episode. When she's having the one-on-one with, a fer- with the therapist, there were times where in a three-syllable word, the second middle syllable was not even there. Like, her voice had completely gone in the middle of a word and then would re-emerge kind of at the end of the word. If I was the director, cut, Sophia... What is happening? I, <laughs> we've written lines. We need you to say them. You know, like this
0: is directed by Paul Johansson, by the way.
1: Well, then I've got a direct line to Paul, and <laughs> I will be having words. I, I just don't, I don't understand. Like it, I, I, and I feel I know that there's all this whole. It, yes, if it's a medical thing cool or not cool horrible i get it i'm not trying to (laughs) like chastise someone for something that they can't control but if it's an acting choice which i feel like it is at this point of trying to play some sort like a vulnerability or a whatever it's just annoying and it actually just comes it it just frustrates me because i'm focused on the fact that this voice is happening but also as a character like, show her in, like, some sweatpants and a hoodie for one time, like, at, at her house. Like, can we see something real? Like, I, there's no person on earth that would well that I... Maybe it's just the circles that I've run in. That you know, Dom hasn't put jeans on since he started working at home. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Mine come uh, off
0: the minute I walk in the door. <laughs> shit off.
1: There you go. Exactly. But, but yeah, she's in her house which is immaculate, by the way, like as in there's nothing out of place, wearing, like, you know, clothes that... Like as if she's working at the top of a high-rise in New York for Vogue magazine or something, which is great. Dress how you want to dress. I respect it. But at home, you're wearing high heels at home to relax in? You should be wearing Crocs or (laughs) flip-flops or slippers or something. I just don't, Mm -hmm. and then I'll get on to Haley's obnoxious apple eating later, but it was just a whole, and then goes to New York, comes in, hi, mother, sits down with the gun on the thing. Even the way she sits is obnoxious, and I I don't know. I I just lost it with Brooke at this point.
0: My question was, how did she get a gun on a plane? I mean, it is the US. They're probably like, oh, you only brought one
2: <laughs> that that was gonna be my question how did she get to New York so quickly with with the gun is it Deb's gun uh, it, it her, like... she's, she, she she says she got she one. bought yeah. a gun she says to the oh, therapist but... I bought a gun
1: okay so it's yeah, yeah yeah okay so it's not that she has a connect in New York that like got you're right yeah that's ludicrous yeah okay
2: why why I don't like I know she she sort of puts it down on the table in front of her mom and says, you know, if you fight, if you want to, you know, finally do it, if you want to kill me, then, you know, aim low. I want to look good at my funeral, which is just dreadful. But, um, I I didn't get the whole interaction was the whole point of that. Just for us to understand that Victoria didn't want to have kids and, and to find out a bit more about the husband. Is he going to crop up? Cause there's a lot of mention hit of him in that scene. That's that's the only real reason that you would bother mentioning him because then he went off and, for want of a better phrase, shagged about. So, um, (laughs) yeah, just it it seems a bit it seems a bit pointless mentioning the dad without the dad then being able to appear at some point to defend himself. Maybe that Nick guy was it Nick or Mick or Mick. Mick. Mick? Maybe he's everybody's dad i think you know we haven't seen um her dad we haven't seen brooke's dad this could be peyton's real dad as well it could turn out that um huey lewis isn't Haley's dad and that's him as well um who else basically
1: saying in the late 80s the late 80s early 90s mick wolf was just slinging his dick around tree hill left 100
2: he was here there and everywhere Short skirts, long hair, love it when they walk here. No condoms. There you go. (laughs) Just babies.
0: Well, Dom, I have to object that. I think it was, you know, they had to mention the dad because, you know, Victoria says if he couldn't get his dream or if I couldn't get my dream, he couldn't get his dream. Right. So, I mean, I think she had to include that in there because –
2: well, the, the dad wasn't even mentioned in therapy. He he wasn't mentioned at any other point. He was only mentioned there. So I, I get that, I understand. But but why suddenly throw him in now? He's I think he's been mentioned maybe twice in all of in all of Wondery Hill so far. So I, I don't really I I don't understand why why throw him in all of a sudden and and blame him. He's the reason why this happened and I didn't get to live my dream and so on and so forth. It's very um because if they were going to do it without mentioning the dad, they would have gone, I I had you and you're the, you're the reason I couldn't, you you know, go and progress and do this and and live my life and own a fashion label. And you got everything at your feet and you've, you've done what I wanted to do. Um, And kind of, he wouldn't have really been too much of a factor. I think that in my head, anyway, that makes sense. Probably not to anyone else, but I, I just feel like they're setting it up for some sort of, Entrance, or he'll come in or he's going to be a part owner of the the brand and won't let Brooke sell it or something like that.
1: Well, we'll find out. I I do just have to clarify just before the comments come that I, (laughs) I don't... I sympathize and empathize with Brooke's position and it's horrific that she was attacked and it's horrible that she's got this you know terrible relationship with her mom and her mom treats her awfully and obviously her dad wasn't around and all of that is terrible um i just think that they're writing the character to me as a 35 year old man so let's also you know point that in i'm sure i'd feel differently if i was younger or or whatever it's, they're writing the character to be a bit unlikable, like as in she should be in our hero position, really, and we're like all riding and supporting her, but she sort of has this, like, attitude that's kind of like shitty. I don't know. Maybe that's just me.
2: Well, she even she even makes a comment about the girl that robbed from the shop. I can't, I've, I've forgotten her name, but the girl that's in Haley's class now. And you know, literally the day after that, she's throwing stuff out the door and giving it away for free. So yes, it's not nice to be robbed. And then she got attacked, but then she's then just chucking all this stuff out in the street going, you know, do you know what? Take it. You can have it. But she has like, like a really bad reaction to she, she calls her like I can't remember what she calls her, but she has a really bad reaction to like, Haley was like, Oh, I found the girl, whatever. And she's like, Oh, that whatever, you know, yeah. and sort of digs her out a little bit rather than, Kind of accepting it and just being like, oh, for God's sake, you know, stupid teenagers.
1: Yeah, also, I'm like a (laughs) multi-multi-millionaire. This obviously is a kid that, well, we don't know, do we? But it's, it's sounding like Samantha, sounding like she doesn't have much... Right. And kids do dumb things and shops get shoplifted every single day. Not saying that therefore it's OK, but it is kind of built in strict. Dom, you're in the industry at one point shrinkage, right? It's kind of like absolutely. it's built into the the price of things like it's at, on bulk. It's actually there's a percentage of this of damage and shrinkage and whatever. Um, and anyway, I don't do, know. Do the but, clothes
2: come from Brooke at the end or do they come from Hayley? I wasn't sure about that bit. Are they from Brooke?
1: It said that they were from Brooke.
2: Right. Okay. Then maybe all is forgiven.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, It would be nice if we'd seen that though, wouldn't it? Of actually, you know, I thought about it and perhaps, you know, she hasn't got, maybe perhaps she's not from a loving home, like how I wasn't from a loving home, you know, and maybe these things will mean something. So like that would, that that is what we needed that's what Mm. we needed so it's compassion it'd be great to see some compassion from her instead of they kind of were writing her in this two-dimensional fashion of come in make a face say a bitchy comment um
2: but but did they allude to that though did did, did they because she says you, you know um somebody very close to all my friends was killed last week and it was their funeral. And I just felt like empty or whatever and cold. And I don't want to be like you, Victoria. So are they making her that way and making us feel that way? Because she is becoming like Victoria. You know, are we about to see a change? Is there going to be a sudden turn where she's, you know, a bit more giving? And that was the point. Give the kid the clothing once she'd been a bit of a bitch, give the kid the clothing, I still think there's going to be some sort of connection between them as well. I think Haley, her, like they did with Q, like Haley and Brooke are going to be involved with this girl because, you know, they put all that effort into Q and she wasn't involved at all. She was off doing her own thing. This is her chance now. It's like, I didn't know Q, but I know this kid. So I can be involved. Brooke, I mean. And so, yeah. Except this girl probably has red lay miserable. <laughs>
1: Well, you're right, and they actually played it at the end with she gets in the taxi and says, "I'm going home to my family," mm. meaning like her friends. So
2: it's yeah, hard. You're right, though. It does. There's a lot of elements where the lines feel a bit shit. They feel a bit two dimensional. The the croaky voice is getting annoying. Um, just the the general attitude of her, and like she throws money about like it's fucking sweets. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. And then all of a sudden, she's like being a bit vulnerable in front of Victoria and then suddenly opening up a bit more and making a bit of sense. So it's difficult to to kind of follow with Brooke a lot of the time because so many seasons we've liked her for about six episodes and then you hate her and then you like her again and then you hate her. So we're just in that continuous cycle, I think of one minute we think she's a bit of a knob and the next minute we think actually she's, she is that hero. She is, you know, making a difference.
1: What do you think, Lauren? How, where are you sitting on the brook fence? And particularly, may you give comment to the voice? Does it annoy you or are <laughs> you beyond it?
0: It doesn't. I remember the first time I watched One Tree Hill, I saw a big shift in her voice. It must have been from season four to five, um, where I actually Googled it and I was like, did something happen to Sophia Bush's voice? with I don't know. She got really sick and it just never recovered. Um, and yeah, I mean, she kind of owns it, but she never really talked about like, I mean, because it's very clear, like in the first three, four seasons, she's not, her voice isn't like that. And something happened. Um, so she never really, like from what I read, she never really acknowledged that. So it, it doesn't annoy me. Um, she may play it up a little bit. Like, yeah, just use it as a device to make her dialogue more dramatic. So I can see how that's maybe annoying. Um, You know, as far as like her comments and the two dimensional, I think she's just like in a really dark place right now. And I think she's just really bitter. And I think that's why we're getting just kind of bitchy comments, um, lack of compassion. I think she's just kind of just really unhappy with her life right now. I mean, think about it. Who is she really told that she's been attacked? Did she tell Peyton?
2: I I think she's only told a therapist. And her mom. And And Deb. Oh, and Deb. And Deb,
0: yeah. Right. So, I mean, you think about, like, you're kind of keeping this secret and, and yeah, how nobody has, like, picked up on this isn't you falling down the stairs is beyond me. But, um, yeah, I think she's just in a dark place. I think about, like, I had a coworker who his mom passed away, and he was just a giant asshole at work. I mean, he like called me a bitch at work. And I mean, he was just awful to a lot of people. And I mean, it doesn't excuse it of course, but you know, you kind of understand that they're just in a really dark place and they, there's just, they're just so unhappy and they're just, you know, kind of trying to bring everybody down with them. So that's kind of what I see with, her
1: in this situation. Yeah, that's a that's a great answer, and yeah, uh, it, that would be way more nuanced. So it's enlightening. Thank you. <laughs> well,
2: who else? Dom,
1: take us in a direction.
2: Um, we could go down the. We mentioned Haley. We can we can cover off Haley and and her journey. Tell us. Well, she starts off in a, um, at Q's grave. I think she's, uh, taken Jamie to go and visit and he puts the little ball there and talk about playing basketball in heaven. And she's like, yeah, I know you can. Um, I know for sure you can play basketball in heaven and it's nice and it's a good, good kind of scene. And they, they're walking through and they see, uh, Jamie sees the kind of headstone for Dan. uh it's oh my god grandpa dan's dead and there's this whole like inquisitive child moment and uh, having to explain no he's not dead but some people buy their gravestones beforehand and you know dan being dan has got to have the biggest one here and it's kind of what's the word grandiose It's, it's horrible isn't it it's just very tacky um but she then goes on kind of like a little investigation spree and trying to figure things out and phones the phones his doctor phones the hospital um to kind of ask about him and they say that they've not seen him and they had um, a heart for him um but they haven't heard anything from him for for a little while and she goes over to the beach house as well um i think before the phone calls uh and takes jamie there but the the no one's around it's the place is a bit of a mess and he's not there obviously um so yeah she's doing a little bit of digging and nathan kind of doesn't really help the situation she's like he's basically yeah maybe he's gone off to you know curl up and die somewhere sort of thing um and yeah she's she's kind of looking into it Uh, i i i still think this connection but that paul and um, joy have in real life has got to be something to do with them working closely together in the show. So there has to be a moment where she saves him, she or she's saved by him in the end. You know, maybe Nanny Carrie um, manages to, to, to catch Haley or Jamie um, uh, and is locked in the same room with Dan or like something like that. And they manage to figure out a way out together. Or something like that. But e- either way, there's something's got to happen soon. I am finding like, as, as much as the, the episode was good, I am finding, I don't know whether this is just um greedy or the culture of the world or whatever, but I am finding I kind of want things to happen a little bit quicker. Like I feel like this episode, I'm not going to call it filler because there was appropriate action and things and movement of the story and obviously Q's story, but I kind of want to get to that next point like I'm hoping it's in this ex- next episode we get a bit more Nanny Carrie and Dan and maybe there's a resolution Um or maybe, you know, possibly the episode after that, but I kind of want it now. I, th- I think I'm being a bit greedy um and not letting the story build enough, but I didn't feel like that story was being built enough necessarily because we only see Nanny Carrie, obviously we don't see Dan. Maybe it's because he was busy, you know, directing the episode. Um so, But we get like some good touch points with her with Nanny Carrie um And then, obviously, Haley, digging into it a bit more. I kind of wanna to get to that next step, now exciting next step, so
1: do you think that might be just because we're not we're used to a culture of not having twenty four episodes in a season anymore where it's usually like ten episodes on a Netflix you know show or something, and so things do move a little bit faster, and the fact that You're used to, I mean, you particularly are used to (laughs) binging things where we're having to space it out. And I mean, there's been like a three week gap or whatever it's been since the last, since we watched this episode, you know. So time does move slow when we're doing it like this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I I think that's, that's definitely a good point is that I, I would have finished one tree hill probably a hundred times over by now um had i been allowed to watch it at a rate of what i watch it at but um I, i think with other shows that are on tv at the moment that i watch i'm quite happy to wait for the next episode and see what's what's coming what's happening and it's that has, that kind of holds my attention and I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. This, I just want to know what happens because I kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of done with this episode now. Let's just get on to the next one. Um, it's, it's hard to sort of, but it, but it wasn't a bad episode. So that I'm not taking anything away from the episode and just kind of feel like there's better coming and you can kind of feel it. And I want that now, I guess. I, I guess it's just a selfishness, but yeah.
0: Well, I feel like the show's always move so fast. Um, You know, they don't give you time to marinate things. And, you know, like anything between Lucas and Peyton's always like, right. It's just (laughs) they instantly gravitate towards each other. And it's like, where's the slow burn of, you know, them, you know, kind of being coy with each other. But um, so, uh, yeah, maybe it stems from that because the show's always been pretty quick. I feel like.
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh, Yeah. Good shout. I, I well, think there's a lot to come in the next episode, maybe even the episode after. So where are we now? Four. So five and six, um, maybe seven. But I, I think there was a lot of hints at Nanny Carrie in this episode, obviously, because she turns up at the park and she turns up at the house and, you know, she's fiddling about and doing all sorts of things. Plus Haley is digging a lot more. So I think we're going to continue with that a little bit less of worrying about Q. Maybe, you know, we'll find out Peyton's dad is the person that she's been talking to that whole evening. And then Nanny Carrie will appear and bundle Jamie into the back of a car and drive off because, because she's got Dan's car. So she's driving around Dan's car, remember? So yeah, that could happen at any, any moment. That whisper, whisper, whisker of trust um that she might have that it is Dan and then turns out to be Nanny Carrie. Bosh, get in the boot, you're done we will... well once
0: again, oh sorry, go ahead, Simon. No, we please, will... we will see <laughs> <laughs> um, I... man, just the HIPAA violations are like crazy, like you would never be able to call you know Dan's doctor and see what the status of his transplant is, or you know they would never get the information, Oh, he never took the call, um. So, like, you ask always every week, what's your band name? My band name is HIPAA Violations, and our band writer <laughs> is Everybody's Medical Records.
2: <laughs> <I> <laughs> love I'm hired it. by this episode,
0: of course. <laughs>
1: so good. <laughs> Here it's hard enough to get hold of a doctor at all. like for Just yourself. for
0: yourself,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, alone. the NHS is in a real situation. I can say this from experience <laughs> over the last few weeks it's crazy Mm -hmm. like to go to the like a and e here you like it's a minimum minimum of a five hour wait wow yeah the the like receptionist woman was saying um like a few weeks ago it was a 12 to 15 hour wait like for everyone like well Mm -hmm. i guess obviously if it's like you know, super emergency. No, no, that's different. But I mean, for stuff that you get sent to A&E for, like things like like me, where it's like your liver's going crazy or people, you know, whatever it may be, urgent. Yeah, uh, yeah it's crazy. And then to get a, a doctor's appointment, like to see your, just your local doctor, you have to call. I don't know if this is the same for you, Dom, but I assume it is. You have to call at eight in the morning... And it's first come, first serve for the appointment. And when you call, you get into a queue of like thirty people. Mm. Um, and by the time oh. you get through, all the appointments are gone. Um, so you can't get you can't get through. Like it's really, I mean, it's not it's not the NHS's fault. It's literally they're underfunded uh, by greedy, corrupt col- politicians and all huh. of that stuff. So they do a wonderful job, um, but it's really mm. all our healthcare is like becoming pretty awful.
2: Mm.
0: So if you called, let's say you called today in the morning and they run out of appointments, they won't say, oh, okay, we'll just see you on Thursday.
1: No,
2: no. you got to They're, just call back the next day. They'll either ask you to phone back or they'll phone you. They'll get a nurse or a doctor to phone you later and you'll have a phone appointment and they'll decide whether you can come in later in that day or... Whenever. But if you don't get one, you have to phone the next day.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) um, And if you're really sick, the last thing you want to do is, you know, stress yourself out to try to get on the call at this time and wait in a queue.
1: And then if if you are, like, really sick, but they'll just say, just go to A&E, and then you'll just sit in a room full of really sick people. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. For a minimum of five hours, you know. It's hell. It's hell. Crazy. Wow. What can you do? What can you do? Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck Boris Johnson forever,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, all the all the Tories as well.
1: My man Boris Johnson, who's not my man at all, is trying to get his dad a knighthood. On his way out, he's just he this is a whole thing here in the UK at the moment. He's just like, by the way, give my dad a knighthood is rid- right doms it's ridiculous it's so
2: stupid so stupid and liz liz truss as well <laughs> who was prime minister for about 15 minutes gets a say as well she gets an honours list as well to- and she can Why? put people on the honours list and she gets the permanent um you know prime ministers that get a a permanent payment
1: right like a yeah, for security
2: so, or whatever. He, he, well, they, she she's just, because you were a prime minister once, you just get this permanent payment of 150 grand a year. And I, I think it's 150 grand a year, something like that. She, You get a big sum of money just at like once a year for being a, an ex-prime minister. You know, so like David Cameron will get it, you know, Tony Blair, right, whoever, yeah. you know, all the others, you know what I mean? Liz Truss is entitled to it and she was our prime minister for six weeks. <laughs> it's crazy crazy uh, anyway at
1: least at least, at, least, at least at least our taxes get to contribute to that so yeah good. of course
2: yeah 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 nuts good. anyway Haley. Sorry. <laughs> sorry lauren
1: our country's messed up um
0: <laughs> so <are yeah>. ours. <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: yes we both both of them yeah yeah uh Let's, let's talk about Haley and Samantha because they have, there's like some good, it's good back and forth. And Samantha's getting into trouble at school or trouble getting into fights and whatever. And Haley sort of comes to the rescue, like, oh, I've had my, you know, fair share of Tree Hill cat fights. And she's like, yeah, I heard all about you. Cheerleader dating the star of the basketball team while you're going on a rock tour. You know, it was, it was quite, I don't know. It's quite satisfying in a weird way. Is that wrong right <laughs> to say?
0: A little shit, <laughs> smacker.
1: That's an approach. That's a way to go.
0: <laughs> I'm taking the Brooke approach to this real low. Well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Brooke just pulls out a gun. Oh God! Flashbacks to Jimmy, Dom. What? What did you think? <laughs>
2: Well, she's obviously scrappy, isn't she? She's, you know, she's not the sort of person that would back down. I don't really know what the, the girls were kind of picking her on her for or fighting her about. Uh, it looked like they were trying to grab her clothing and maybe they just wanted the clothes of the bros stuff. Um, but I'm not sure, but it was all a bit, you know, catty, like she's, like, um, Hayley says when she comes over and breaks it up. And yeah, she kind of gives her a bit of like, you haven't got a clue what my struggles are, you know, Kind of leave me alone sort of thing. Um, but I, I, th- I, like I said, I, I think that bond is going to grow. I think, you know, the look at the Q situation that was tense and difficult. And she basically got laughed out of her classroom by Q and a few other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that this one will grow and this will become Haley's new project and Brooke's new project to kind of boost this girl up, make her feel better, you know, we'll probably find out she lives on her own or something. She's, you know, moved to Tree Hill or just, you know, she's lived in Tree Hill for a long time, but her parents have disappeared or died or something tragic happened, or she's a carer for one of them or something like that. And she's basically kind of living as a, just like a single person on her own when she shouldn't be. She should be being taken care of by her parents, but some sort of circumstance will let Brooke and all her millions take over and help out with with the issues that she's having. She'll move into the house. She'll move in. Brooke's got plenty of spare rooms now. Now Peyton's gone. I hope she's aired out that room appropriately. (laughs) Get like the industrial
0: fans they use like when you get
2: construction yeah. done in your house. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just burn it. <laughs> Just burn everything. <laughs> Control burn, yeah.
1: <laughs> if Peyton spends one night in a guest room, that room will have damp and mildew forever. <laughs> like, there's no way to get rid of it. That's it now. It's into the walls. It's seeped in.
2: That's it. Cheers, one with the building.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... We'll see. I, I will say the approach that Haley had with Samantha in the classroom when she's like, "Hey, Samantha, Samantha, stick around, stick around," and then they have their conversation. I thought it was like with good intention, but it was kind of like a young person approach to doing it. Like someone that's a little bit older, I think would have just said would have said something like, "Hey, I don't know what you're going through, and I can't say I understand what your problems are, but." I I am here to be supportive to you, and if there's something I can do to help, then then let me know. Like you know, I don't want to see you get pushed about. It could have just been something like that, but instead, I think it was a bit more like I've been there. I know what you're feeling. We've all you know this, that, and the other. And actually, a lot of the time, people don't want to hear that because you haven't been there, or you have been. You may have had a situation that's similar, but it doesn't matter because it affects people in different ways. And so it's more about saying that your experiences are your own, but if you want to tell me about them, then I'm here to listen and we'll try and help in whatever way I can, I think. But maybe maybe I'm giving too much credit to the writing here, but maybe they wrote it specifically like that to be that she's a new teacher and doesn't have that life experience to be able to have that perspective yet. I think the writing's
0: just really bad. (laughs) I mean, look at the main showrunner, right? I don't think he's...
1: He's not operating on them levels.
0: Yeah. Whatever makes his wiener feel good.
1: (laughs) Wow. Very true. (laughs) Unfortunately so. Unfortunately so. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Well, should we talk about the basketball stuff? Because that's kind of the bit that's missing. And that was kind of the, the emotional anchor of of the episode uh, I thought it was really well done when they brought in Q's mum and she said to the players you know you, Lucas has said you might feel guilty about playing tonight and that actually this is what Q would want is for you to to go out there and play and carry him onto the court and Lucas showed the new the new jerseys with the patch on for Q which I thought was really good and I was thinking wow things were different when Wayne was operating things. They got those jerseys turned around real quick. <laughs> um, and and they they decided to play with four. I really loved the line where the referee was like, hey, you can, what are you doing? You can't play with four unless all your players are hurting. And then Lucas said, all of my players are hurting. So that's why we're playing with four. And he just kind of looked around and saw it and took it in and It was great. And the show of respect at the end where they came out and not only was the whole crowd cheering them, but the other team were also stood there cheering them as well. And Mm -hmm. that is a reminder of what you can get in sports. And that really is something that you do see in sport is that camaraderie and respect and is a a slight tangent. But when I was uh, coaching the team at the Special Olympics in... This was in 2015, the first when I, I went as an assistant coach in 2015, and then as the head coach in 2019. But in 2015, uh, we played New Zealand, and we'd no, we did, yeah, we played New Zealand in the qualifiers, and then we ended up going into different divisions. And but we got on really well with the New Zealand team, and something happened in New Zealand. Uh, like there was like some. Like a shooting or some some sort of like massacre happened, and everybody was just paying respect to them and their team, and uh were getting like standing ovations and things and uh they got knocked out, and then they were supporting us uh as like well while we were going through into like the semi finals. And into the finals, and at the end of one of our games, they came onto the court and performed the uh, the hacker. It's called the hacker, isn't yeah. it? Like mm-hmm. the dance and stuff, and it was just real, like, um and it like meant so much, like culturally, but like and the pride that was with it. And it was just, it was something that through sport, it was just showing this. I'm not really articulating it properly, but it was just this show of like. Uh, I don't know if it's like res- like respect, I guess, but also just like emotion um that also sometimes um just to speak more specifically to men um aren't that great at showing um and it can be demonstrated and I thought it was just done really well in this episode, sorry, I was talking too much,
0: no, I think sports are a great stage for that, and I think it's you know a positive positive. a lot of people have a lot of qualms against sports, but I think that's a, you know, it really does unite people and it gives them a platform to kind of all have one common, maybe goal is not the right word, but yeah, I I understand what you're saying.
2: There's there's an element where like um, tragedy will unite people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it, it can be really reflected in sport because you spend so much of your time and so long opposing, uh, another team or, uh, you know, other people, whatever it might be, or competitors and stuff, um, that actually something like disastrous and horrible can bring you all together. So yeah, sometimes it, it can really, um, like work in the favor of humanity, um, something tragic and horrible has to happen for it to, to be that way, which is awful. Um, but it does seem to do things like you see like Liverpool and Everton, uh, as an example of football teams over here, fierce rivals, you know, they're both based in Liverpool. They're basically a stone's throw from each other. But when you look at the, the, the 96, which I think has gone up to 99 people that died at the Hillsborough event, when they have, um, kind of, when they reach it kind of every year, like, like memories and stuff like that, they, they kind of Everton will even put banners up for them and stuff. So there's, there's that element of camaraderie and that togetherness because, you know, they're, they're they're all in on it and every, you know, everyone was affected by it. So, yeah. Uh, And I, I think this episode did it, did it really well with, um, uh with Q and and having everyone involved and the the fact that the mum was the first person to stand up and start clapping as well and she was you know and then everybody joined in and it was a whole like yes you know well done And I, I even think Lucas as much as he's a he's a terrible coach kind of said it you know quite rightly at the end you know people won't remember the fact that you played with four people on the pitch but will remember it and that's that's kind of what matters and will remember that Q was there and he was there kind of in spirit so yeah mm-hmm. I think that was a good moment.
1: And they're going to play with four for the rest of the season. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) And Q's our fifth. It was just really, yeah, really good. It was really touching Mm -hmm. stuff. And and again, I guess my favorite things always is when One Tree Hill leans into the basketball. That's like always my favorite things because of what we're saying, because of the emotion that goes through the sport. And I've said this. Like back in season one but the way that they treat basketball with such sincerity and showing how much particularly like lucas and nathan at the beginning how much they're in love with the game um is what led me to want to get in and love basketball like it inspired me into it and i'm sure it's inspired lots of other people it's like those i love it when we get that in one tree hill because it is inspiring so Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great to see that. Let's. Um, Shall we get? should we move into judgments and then anything that we've missed, we can pick up. Dom, have you got people in the waiting room? Because you're the yeah. host, right? Okay, I'm more just checking that it's allowing people to <laughs> be be waiting.
2: Yeah, there was there's only two. Uh, it was one. It was Tessa, but now there's two, and it just says two people in the waiting room. So
1: excellent. Okay. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast... And how could you not? Then please check us out, ravenshoops.net. Why, Lauren? Because basketballs go through... Hoops. But Dom, they also go through...
2: Nets.
1: Did so I do that the wrong way around?
2: Yeah, <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah, i Do you, know, do, you, know, okay. do, you
1: know, do you know why? Because, Lauren, on my screen, you're normally... Dom is normally there but I think it was actually more of like a, a visual thing Ravenshoops.net where you can get all of your best shiznet Dom <laughs> I just made that up <laughs> What <laughs> I quite like that, it rhymed right? Can we get that on a shirt someone? Ravenshoops.net where you can get your best shiznet Yes <laughs>
2: But well, it rhymes because it's the same word. I
1: don't want to hear that. Okay, no, Shiznet is a word, one word on its own. Shiznet. Dotnet.
2: No, Shiznet. Yeah, well, I, yeah well, I changed it. Okay. My, why is ba- that a, a hate? Why are you such it's a bad a hater? rhyme, my friend? I'm not a hater. It's just a bad rhyme.
1: But it's not. It did rhyme. You're thinking of the word Shiznet.
2: That's the word you were trying to use. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had
1: enough had enough (laughs) you already secretly poisoned my liver so you wouldn't get post pod hangover two weeks in a row i know it was you (laughs) yep (laughs) lauren who is your favorite performer of this episode
0: uh sophia bush for her scene with victoria i know that Y'all don't agree with it, but fuck you. I don't care.
1: (laughs) Yes. Excellent. (laughs) We love that
2: rebellion. Dom. Um, I actually thought Sophia Bush did, did an all right job. Just her voice is, is a bit irritating. A bit. A bit. Yeah. Uh, But I actually went with Barbara Allen Woods. I thought Barbara Allen Woods, you know, we got to see quite a bit more of her in this episode. Uh, she, She was a bit stunned. Didn't really know where to go um kind of i don't want to push you to a, a limit nathan because you've done so much to support me but y- you know also i want to be happy and in my life so uh, i thought she she sort of came across really well and and uh, and did a great job so Bob's for me what about you mate
1: i'm gonna choose someone that didn't have that much screen time but it just gave me the feels and the emotions which was q's mum. um mm. Nice. Like When she stood up to to clap, like you said, and then also like her speech in the, the locker room, it's just like, wow, I felt it. And she did so much with such little screen time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. What about your favorite character, Lauren?
0: Uh, I think I mentioned this earlier, but skills, because he was sweet and supportive of Deb. I know y'all don't agree, but again... Fuck off. And uh <laughs> he decides to step into Q's role in helping Nathan's training. I'm being really aggressive. I'm sorry. I'm taking no, the
1: rook no, no
0: path no. and yeah. We liked no, it. no reason for that. Yeah.
1: We we liked anyway, it.
0: But I'm gonna go back to you, Simon. So mean, what who's your favorite character? Yeah, Ooh.
1: fuck you, Dom, We don't give a shit about you. <laughs>
2: never, have, never will never will. I'm gonna stop <laughs> the recording halfway through. <laughs>
1: The one time, the one time you have that option. I just have to clarify, I like skills as a character, all of him as a character. I was just questioning the acting in one scene, one scene, one time, but the rest. And I love him as a character. I love him. I love Antoine in real life as a person, though. He's never come on the podcast Though we've Mm -hmm. spoken multiple times, Mm. multiple times, Yeah, I do feel like if... uh, No, I'm not going to say it. But what was the question? Favourite character? I character is Nathan, I think, because he started hard, you know, with Deb and everything, and then he ended with uh, seeing reason and being reasonable. And then also, like, his... He forgave uh skills at the end as well, which I, f- I thought was nice um and was a nice moment. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Nathan. Dom.
2: Difficult one to choose in this episode. Like I said, it like there wasn't enough of the story sort of progressing to a level I kind of wanted it to. Um for me it was it was gonna be Deb Skills, Haley or Nathan, uh that I pick. So I I think I'll go Slightly, you know, kind of out of the box a bit. And I'm going to pick Haley. I think she did have a good episode that, you know, regardless of obnoxious apple eating, but, um, there's just moments of like actual genuine, like something's not quite right with Dan. His own sons don't even give a shit. So I'm just going to kind of dig into this because it's good for Jamie. And she's kind of, she was a bit of a parent and she was a bit of a teacher in this episode and it was good to see. So yeah, um, I'm going to pick Haley.
1: Nice. And Lauren, your favorite background performer?
2: One line or less?
0: Mm, I was going to pick someone with two lines. Thank God Dom came in with that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <restitulation. laughs>
1: well done, Dom. The one thing you contribute isn't even worth that anymore.
2: Wow. Yeah, literally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not even sure if we see this person, but... There is a Ravens basketball player named Edwards. You see it on the tape on um the locker. And I'd like to think it's Jimmy Edwards' brother. Ooh. I'm not ready to let him go.
1: The bloodline He's... continues. And, and he, now is a Raven.
0: And he didn't speak.
1: Okay. <laughs> he speaks. <laughs> that still might
2: be the best line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> best line. Dom. Um there's a girl behind Lucas in a yellow top, yellow sort of blouse that is absolutely loving life when they're playing <laughs> in the basketball game and she's clapping and she's happy and she's smiling and she's looking around like I am standing behind Chad Michael Murray. I'm excited. So I went with that girl. Um what about you, my man?
1: We know that feeling when you're stood really close to Chad. Stood in front of him. Exciting. Good to go. Shook his hand. Yeah. Asked him a question.
2: He stood up for us. Well for me.
1: He <laughs> was on, trembling. He was trembling when he saw you. Fear. He be. walked up. You and my bodyguard. Uh, my I the the player that said, But coach, that's only four. I thought we'd leave the fourth spot, the fifth spot open for Q. So that guy only had one line. He was quite short, so I'm going to guess he was the point guard. But yeah,
2: him. (laughs) I'm so glad nobody picked the referee because he had two lines. I was worried that I'd have to, you know, tell someone off.
1: Yeah, yeah. You worried you'd have to have a function on the podcast. But yeah. (laughs) Fucking hell. I could
2: remove you, actually. Hold on. How'd I kick you out of the... (laughs)
1: Yeah, do it. And <laughs> you'll get a knock on the door because I would have dished you a code red. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Lauren. Who what was your favorite line of the episode?
0: You know, it's funny. After all the years I thought they called him skills because of basketball. <laughs> that's
1: a good that's a good
2: line. Mm-hmm. That's a good line. Dom? Uh, it is also skills related, but Jamie says it when he goes, "Hey, Grandpa!" <laughs> that was brilliant. What a great moment! And what about you?
1: Uh, well, I already mentioned it, but the where the referee says you 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 can't play before unless all unless all of your players are hurt, and he says, well, "All of my players are hurting, so that's why we're playing before." I just thought it was a really good. It just meant, and I like that the referee got it and understood that, yeah, okay, we're not going to go by the rules tonight. This is bigger than that, you know? <laughs>
2: You're out of here. <laughs> what
1: well, could you imagine? Like, no, that's not happening. You forfeit the game then. Okay, I called it off. Um, what about, Lauren, your favorite song of the episode? Music is very important on this podcast, as you know.
0: Yeah. Scream by Chris Cornell. That's why I chose this episode, and I think like all the scenes that are playing during that song are very powerful, and I think very fitting for the emotion of that song.
1: For sure, I I will just because it lines up. I'll just go ahead and say I also chose that song. I even downloaded it after mm-hmm. the episode. It's Same. really good. Yeah, Dom.
2: Uh, yeah, I also picked Scream by Chris Cornell. And when we were having internet and connection issues at the beginning, I sent you both a picture of it as well. So, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, him smashing I, the guitar. Yeah. yeah, so this is how we feel right now. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a fantastic song. So yeah.
1: Definitely. And just before we get to the ratings, I just, Lauren, I have to apologize to you again. I can't believe that these internet troubles. I was really. Angry when we started the Zoom on the phone as well. And I'm not, I was angry. I get don will can affirm this, but I get so angry when like I feel like I've let this side down, particularly with like technology and stuff. Like it really frustrates me. And I can't believe of all the timings that it, just the internet dropped then when we we're about to start. But I just want to say thank you for being so patient. And understanding. And uh, yeah, I'm so sorry about all of that. Not
0: your fault. It's not like you were just not prepared. It's, you know, it happens.
1: Not this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, let's get to the precious. Precious. Rating. Lauren, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase, decrease or stay the same?
0: It stays, it stays the same. But I will go down if the masses want that.
2: Dom, same question. <laughs> In such an interesting way of phrasing it, Lauren. Mm. Um, I've got a number. It stayed the same. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty set with this number. What about you? I have a number. Stay the same. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it stayed the same. I. <sighs> I guess I'd be willing to go down by one. They would be under distress.
2: We <laughs> haven't even got there yet. Come
1: on! Oh, I know you. I know you. I <laughs> he said he's going to pitch a day.
0: fit, and I said I would just be with whatever. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's see. So we'll all say them together after three. One, two, three,
2: nine. Seven. Seven.
1: <sighs> so for clarity. That was a 10, Lauren,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a nine for me, mm. and a disgraceful, rude, <laughs> horrible, don't like you as a person seven.
2: <laughs> I do not know how you pick this as a 10 or a nine. I thought both of you were going eight, to be fair. Wow, I'm shocked. I knew you were going
0: low.
2: Yeah, that, that's not low. That was a. This episode is a solid seven. That's a good number. It's not any higher than that, really. This is a really good episode. It, it yeah, is, and good. I've said it all the way through. But there's so much wrong with it as well. We're not getting to the fucking point, which is what I want. I want the nitty gritty.
1: Yeah, but that's it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Like it's 22, yeah, well, want the sprint. 24 episodes. Well, that's not the show you're in.
2: Either way, the episode was good, and I said it's good all the way through. But there just wasn't. There's just a lot of elements missing. Like the whole Brooke Mick like stuff could have been taken out. Lucas was fine, instrumental to that. You know, to the basketball game. The 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 skills Nathan moments really good. Haley was really good. Deb really good. You know that was worth it. But that was the kind of. But that was kind of Those the seven. That, that was that was about half the episode. The rest of it was just like a bit pants. I'm so. gonna
1: ask. I'm gonna ask you to refrain from talking now. I think Lauren and I have heard enough from you, <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you to shut it. Otherwise, we're gonna shut it for you. I'm gonna move it over to Lauren. Lauren, let's hear some sense.
0: Yeah. So I agree that the Mick and Peyton stuff was clunky, but I I said that the scene with Skills and Nate is really powerful. The Brook and Victoria scene is really powerful. And we also have lots of basketball. So I feel like the basketball kind of evens out the clunkiness of the the Peyton mix storyline. And then of course, yeah, I mean, the, not just the, the basketball, which I know we all kind of like the that just the sporting element of it, but yeah, I mean, today we're the, being so emotional and such a way to unify everybody. I feel like that kind of erases the, the raspy boys and the weird patent stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also, I mean, to Dom Seven, we could easily just mark it up. I mean, Dom Deb in that red dress easily goes from a seven to an eight. That's done. That's easy. And then all of that basketball takes it from an eight to a nine. And then Lauren said maybe you should go down to it. Maybe a nine is kind of. Mm-hmm. I go to
0: know, a nine.
1: I don't think it's below a nine. No, not at all, not at all. So, Dom, would would call it a nine?
2: Uh, I'd go to eight. I'd struggle (laughs) with nine. No, but no, like, listen, let's let's put this into context. So, this this was put into uh, into the category of ten by Lauren, and you're you're saying it's a nine. So, you're saying it's definitely up there. So, you're saying that this episode was level or as good as the Jimmy episodes. Jimmy episodes were tens. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. So the, the, Lauren is saying that this episode was as good as that. I, and and but, this is, this is where your rating systems in your heads is totally skewed and wrong because you do it on emotion. You don't, don't do it. do Oh gaslight in, me. It's an, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I, I gaslight whoever I want. <laughs> It's, it's
1: an emotional show, though. That's what we're basing it on, is it, if it evokes emotion. And that the thing where you are kind of Lacking. at a disadvantage is that you have none. And so you spent your emotion in your childhood, and now you have none. I actually think when you hit 40 your gas tank will recharge and you'll just cry every day i think you'll wake you know you usually wake up with music in your head i think you'll start waking up weeping and hopefully it's with beauty like you're weeping at the sound of the birds and the sun rays shining through the windows with the condensation and you like it because <laughs> it goes, <laughs> But i'm hoping it's happy tears Boom. but but, for but right now we have to deal with you have, to, you have
2: to kind of see my point of view a little bit here in the, the the Jimmy episodes are great episodes and fantastic. And there's 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 like a few tens scattered throughout One Tree Hill that we've got to now and they're really big important episodes. And we get to this episode that isn't a big important episode, really and you're giving it a 10 slash a nine. I I don't see it. I don't see it. That's why I gave it a seven. I'm willing to move to eight. I don't think it's any higher than an eight. And I think people would be on my side with this.
0: I think it is important. I feel like the basketball scene, you know, that, that was all important. I feel like Brooke kind of getting closure on, on, you know, what's really been bothering her about her relationship with her mom is that she's like, it's not my fault. So, I, I feel like some things were resolved. And, and didn't you guys write the last episode a 10? Or this maybe one of the last high. couple of ones? It was
1: high. It was definitely high. It was
2: high because it was big. Like, Q getting shot was big. Q's funeral, big. There's, there's all these like big moments. This episode didn't really have big moments. So but me.
1: this podcast episode is big because my liver almost gave out, Dom. And uh, now you, it's back. You can't Can my liver get a nine? That no, I'm just saying, can my liver get a nine? No. Get the fact that we, that you're never to have to wait three m- weeks for this, so i get a nine.
0: Are you trying to get a sound bite
2: out of him? He's trying to push me to say <laughs> the word.
0: Tom said nine.
2: <laughs> in the interest what? of there being 15 people in the waiting room, which means this next episode is big. Um, mm. Eight. Come on, meet me at an eight. Come, on no, come never.
1: on. no, we've done enough. Now you do something.
2: Okay, under duress, then I oh, will go to a nine.
1: Yay. <laughs> that, that the is... pressure of the waiting room. He feels <laughs> it for the first time. Oh,
2: no. We
0: knew our Ravens would show up for this.
2: Uh, that, again, that was just a soundbite for me to, for them to think that I care about them being in the waiting room, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, we will officially put this in the record books as a nine. Mm-hmm. Lauren, I, oh, I say this with complete, I don't know what the words are. When this podcast comes to a close, there are some people that I am going to ensure I have their phone numbers because oh. I I, I want to take it to that next level, that WhatsApp level. I, again, I, do you use WhatsApp? No, we use it like like I said all the time here. No,
0: I want I won't use it in place of like iMessage, but I definitely use it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well we can iMessage. Well I I you know, I'm trying to take I'm taking friendships from this and you are definitely mm-hmm. definitely someone, you know, at the top of the list. So uh, I hope that's reciprocated. I yes, hope it's not just like
0: yes no i'm ready to take this to the next level
1: simon because you know dom actually (laughs) said to me when my internet was out he said have you got lauren's number and i was like no um so that's why he emailed you so maybe we're ready for this well i don't want to push you i don't want to press no no
0: go ahead
1: okay good well uh we love you and we're so grateful for your support thank you so much for waiting i'm so sorry about all of the postponing and everything and then fucking internet, all of these things. (laughs) Thank you for being so awesome. And thank you for having fun with us as always.
0: Thank you guys. Love you guys too. Best part of my week.
2: You are amazing. Uh, You already know that. You patient. Kind, friendly, wonderful. So thank you so much for for joining us. And already can't wait to have you on the next one and just delay you by a few weeks and, you know, (laughs) fuck about with the internet for a bit until you can join. (laughs) There's now 17 people. This next episode, episode five must be huge. Someone's got to die or something like that.
1: (laughs) Lauren, we should do a movie one together as well, like the three of us. We should do do a movie one. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what is what... We we should we shouldn't prolong this. Message us one of your favourite okay. movies. So we try and stick to nineties ish, but we, what is your problem, Dom? <laughs> so many I'm prolonging Okay, Lauren, give us give Dom something to do for our Ravens shout
0: out. Ooh. Um Oh god. <laughs> ooh I don't know.
1: You've got the St Patrick stuff behind you, maybe. You I know.
0: Do... We always make him do an Irish accent, don't we? He always yeah. does. Accent, I feel like so. Yeah, Irish. Yeah.
2: And in the this, this spirit of St Patrick, but in the in the spirit of St Patrick, we're going to go and do our Ravens call. Are you both ready now? Oh, yeah Yeah <laughs>
0: Simon, your whatever accent you do is always the same. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. Let's operate you hard. Number three. We're going to do ravens on tree. One. Two. And three. Oh, yeah. ravens, Ravens. (laughs) Ravens.
1: Oh, I can't stay. I can't stop the recording. It's you. (laughs)